0: I'm getting comfy cozy today because we're back baby and we're better than ever this might piss some people off i understand that but i feel like i am simultaneously yelling at myself so it's fine basically you know let me paint the picture for you you've been talking to a guy and you have made up an entire idea of how he is in your head you have decided what his favorite color is how he treats his mom what his relationship to god is like everything you have planned it out and then you see it you see the ego, the alcoholism, the commitment issues. You see all these red flags and you are crushed. You are crushed because this isn't the person you wrote in the novel of your life. Like what are they even doing here? This is not the way you pictured them. I had a situation just like this happen to me a couple weeks ago and I had to learn that I'm not as healed as I thought I was. I'm not as ready for love as I thought I was. And this topic is really for anyone who's been there with me, who feels like they're healed and they're ready and they are so solid in who they are and somehow, some way, they keep getting triggered and they keep getting things brought up to show them you're actually not ready. Because girl, sometimes you do not need a boyfriend. You need therapy. <laughs> like a really good journaling sesh. And you need to like love yourself and figure things out. And that's what we're talking about today. It has been a hot minute since my last relationship. It was in high school and it didn't even last that long. It lasted around six months, but I was head over heels in love with this man. I can't even say man because we were 16. Um, This, this boy, this boy. And when this ended, it crushed me. And ever since then, it's been about three-ish years, I have been on this self-improvement journey. I'm so grateful for that moment because without it, I would not be here. I would not be embracing who I am because it had to crush me so much that the only thing that was left to do was to build myself back up. And since I was already broken, I got to build myself however the heck I wanted. And that was awesome. But when you go three years without a relationship, you're looking for love. (laughs) At least I was. You know, it's been a long minute. It's been a hot second. And so I thought that I was completely ready, that I was healed. I was confident. Everything was fine. And then things were put into my life by God, to show me that I still had work to do. And that's really frustrating because we want what we want and we want it when we want it. And sometimes we think that the cure to our loneliness and our self-esteem problems and our mission problems where we don't feel like we have a purpose in life is to go find that romantic partner. But you know what everyone has told me, and you will resonate with this too, the right person shows up when you're not looking for anybody. And... (laughs) That doesn't mean that looking for love or wanting love is a bad thing. It's really not. It just means that when you are satisfied with who you are, you are happy with your life. You give off this energy where you could leave it or take it. You love your life. And that is a very just relaxed and attractive energy that people are just drawn to. But when you're like I was a couple weeks ago with a guy I literally barely knew, but wrote in my head i wrote their personality i did three things so wrong in the situation that made it just detrimental for me number one i put him on a pedestal i thought that he was the perfect guy for me because we matched up on religion and politics ish and i saw the minute things that he did with people and i like put him in my mind as like oh this is it Because he has these qualities, he's perfect for me. The second thing I did is I didn't allow myself to just observe who he was. I had to always be three steps ahead. And that is something that I'm working on now because when you are ahead, sometimes you get lost actually most of the time because the person in reality is behind you and you're not actually observing them anymore. You're like writing them in your mind. And then number three, I got too attached. I got attached to the idea of a relationship with this person before I even really got to know them, before I made a move, before they had any idea that I was even interested in them. If you are putting someone on a pedestal, you need more time to heal and you need more time to love yourself and you need to tell yourself that you are the sexiest, hottest person to ever walk this earth and you have to back that up with the way that you carry yourself, the things that you do for yourself and other people to where you actually do feel like you're the catch. Now, that's really hard. I don't think that you should just blindly say, I'm hot, I'm pretty, I'm amazing and go out into the world because we have so much baggage and we have so much trauma and things that have happened to us and ways that we've let ourselves down that have made us feel like we aren't that and we aren't the attractive one and we aren't good enough for people. We also have societal standards. People telling us like, oh, that person is out of your league or you're out of their league and I wish we could just like get rid of this altogether because the idea of leagues is so demeaning. It's so disempowering and it makes you feel like everyone's in their little categories based on certain things. And that's not true. We're all just people. We all have strengths. We all have weaknesses. No matter how you look, you can be so attractive. Don't put yourself in a position where some people are above you. Because the funniest crap is that that guy you're obsessing over who is really cute he's got mommy issues he's an alcoholic he won't commit there are things about these people that put them on a level of humanity but we don't see that when we're idealizing them when we're putting them on a pedestal when we're saying that they're better than us it leaves us blind to all the ways in which they're just a person and you can't keep doing that babe Because let me just tell you, we're all just people. We all have things good about us and wrong with us. And even when we find that person, even when we find that person that we wanna spend the rest of our lives with, guess what? That person might not hang up their towel They might throw it on the floor right in front of you with a smile on their face. There is going to be flaws about people. Just like how there are little quirks with you, there's things that are your strengths and your weaknesses. That's the same thing for other people. So we can't keep idealizing people and like checking off boxes and being like, they're perfect. Oh my gosh. Because that's putting us in a place of disempowerment. We're less than them. We're below them. Hell no, you're not doing that anymore. Let's talk about how us ladies are out here writing mails in our heads like we are authors. I swear we could all be best-selling novelists. I have thought about writing romance books after this because I'm like, wow, I came up with this entire life inside of my head with a person that I barely knew and then everything got shattered in my mind. I think that I do things like that even with friends. If you can relate to this, please comment down below if you have ever met somebody for two minutes and you have a cute interaction with them and suddenly you're like, thinking about what they do, what they're like, what you guys would be like together. Please comment down below. No judgment. We have all been there. It's insane how many people have done this. And I've figured out that the basis of doing this is all about control. We want to control. We're desperate for something. I hate saying that because I'm like, I'm never desperate for love, but at that time, I really was. I was putting love at the top of my forefront and I was missing it so much. And that's normal because we all want human connection. We all want love, but I wasn't being grateful for the amazing life that I already had. If we sit back and observe people and let situations be what they're going to be, that's scary because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't have control of anything really because we're all just observers and we can't control what other people do we can't control what they're like we can't control if things work out for us but we have to learn to detect like calm the fuck down babe i'm saying that to myself because i am so completely done meeting somebody for five minutes or maybe i talk to them every single week or i talk to them a little bit and i'm already thinking about how this person could be my husband and how everything's gonna work out and it's so crazy that i met them no like i am not the writer of this story god The universe is the writer of this story and also I don't want to write the story because whatever thing I made up in my head, it's not going to be as imperfect and beautiful as reality. So when it happens, because I know it will for me, I don't want to have written it in my head. I just want to be the main character. I don't want to be the author anymore. And being the author has caused me a lot of pain, a lot of unnecessary attachment to things and situations that weren't even real. They weren't even the way that I wrote them in my head and I still got disappointed that they were gone. If you get too attached to a person or an idea, you will not do what's best for you. You will do what's best for your fantasy and for your delusion. And that's not to shame you because if you're sitting here and you're thinking, It's been so long. I just want somebody. I want somebody so bad. Babe, I'm right there with you, honestly, but I have found so much joy and appreciating my life right now, being grateful for all the amazing things that I have, focusing on being the best person I can be and having faith. That's it's hard to have faith, especially in love. And that's why we attach to things and people and situations that aren't good for us, because if we let them go, especially in love, we might not believe that we're going to get anything better or that something comparable isn't going to come along. I personally think when we put up our boundaries and when we detach and we say, you know what? this doesn't work out, it wasn't meant to be or if this person isn't the way I thought, I don't want them anyway because I have standards for myself and I don't just want love. I want the right love with the right person. That's when the universe and God give you exactly what you want because you're not settling. And you're not attaching to bullshit situations for you that are not actually what you want, but you'll settle for it because you're already attached to this person or this idea. You have to do what is best for you. We all have those friends who have exes that they just are attached to the idea of what could have been with them. They're attached to the good parts of them and they're not willing to just detach and have faith and let it go. And that's not to shame them because that's a really difficult thing to do. But when you love yourself so much, you will not settle for an attachment that is based on things that aren't actually being given to you. The saying, if he wanted to, he would, is so accurate. You can't change people. You can let them know that you want something from them. But if they say, hey, I can't give you that. Or if they show you, hey, I'm not that. I won't give you that. Believe them. Let people show you who they are. You know, I have a friend who tells me that I talk things out with people too much, which, you know, I think there's a balance there. But she was so funny because she keeps telling me, Emily, let people show you who they are and just file it, put it in their file. And that's sometimes what you have to do with love and crushes and talking situations whatever the heck that means okay i will never understand babes let people show you who they are take it file it away and then you do with it what you need to do for you because this is your story i want to talk about insecurity for a second because a lot of the time we want a partner to help us feel more secure in who we are validate that we're attractive validate that we're amazing but that never actually comes until we can validate ourselves. And a partner should be doing way more than calling you pretty, than calling you kind. Your friends can do that. You can do that. That's the bare minimum, babe. If someone calls me pretty, oh, that's so sweet. I already know. And that's not in a conceited way, like, oh, I already know. I just mean that I don't need Other people to tell me I'm pretty in order to feel pretty. And if you're in that situation where you have so many insecurities that you always need somebody to be there to make you feel secure, to make you feel like you are a worthy, deserving person, to remind you of your good qualities, I challenge you to start talking to yourself like you would talk to a partner. Start talking to yourself like you would talk to your friend because I guarantee it, you don't do that. Because half the things that you say to yourself Or the things you don't say to yourself, you would never tell your significant other. The same way in which when you're dating someone, you always want to remind them of their great qualities. You want to tell them that you appreciate them and that you love spending time with them. Do that for yourself. Because even when you get the relationship, it's going to go to freaking hell in a handbasket if you are constantly relying on them to validate you make you happy and feel good about yourself it's such a recipe for disaster you have to already love your life Love who you are. And maybe there's something that is holding you back from loving who you are that you actually need to either accept or change. And I'm going to talk about this more in the next episode where I'm going to talk about if you haven't changed what you want to change. It's just not hurting hard enough. In terms of love and relationships, I realized that I wasn't feeling physically attractive. I wasn't feeling beautiful and sexy and hot and... Physically, I just, I wasn't feeling it. And so that made me put other people on this pedestal and put myself down. And something I realized at the core of that was the way that I took care of my body and the way in which I was showing up for myself in terms of my health and fitness. They weren't what I wanted, really wanted to be a gym girly. I really wanted to be consistent and feed myself good food and feel really confident in my own skin because I know I was taking care of myself. Could I have looked in the mirror every day and been like, wow, I'm so hot. Wow, I'm so pretty. Yeah, I could, and I still do, okay, babe? I still do, but the core of it was that I needed to do something to prove to myself that I was confident in this area. And when it came to being confident in how I look, I wore clothes that made me happy. I got ready every single day. And that's just something that is helpful for me. If you like your t-shirt and sweatpants, to each their own, okay babes? Slay your t-shirt and sweatpants, okay? I am not out here to snatch your messy bun, okay? And number three, I started taking better care of my health. I started going to the gym more. It's still a process. I'm still transforming that identity, but it's something that started in childhood when I was overweight as a child and no one liked me. None of my crushes liked me back. And Forever, I felt like I was rejected and isolated because of the way my body looked, because of the way that I took care of myself. And I started thinking about myself when I was six, getting rejected by every single person I ever had a crush on. And I realized that I'm not that girl anymore. I'm not six anymore. I have grown up. I have done better for myself and I should be proud of myself and happy and love my body no matter what it looks like and no matter how I've been treating it because the only way for me to change is through love. 100%. Well, actually, love and a little anger, but I'll talk about that next time. And number two, I realized that I didn't have to be her anymore. I didn't have to let that story continue to follow me. And it's so funny the things that we have taken from our childhood that are just completely killing us. And the second that you realize, maybe I'm not this person. Maybe I don't have to be this person anymore. Especially when it comes to love, your old stories are controlling you. Your old patterns of behavior are controlling you. It's the difference between the person who snapped their boyfriend or texted them. Don't snap your boyfriend. (laughs) sorry controversial opinion why do you not have your boyfriend's phone number someone let me know what this is about but let's say you send a message to your boyfriend and they haven't responded for I don't know four hours your stories that have been passed down through the things that happened to you and the person that you used to be that's the difference between the girl who barely even noticed or who noticed and was like oh he's probably busy no big deal. And the girl who is freaking the fuck out, looking to see where he is, trying to see if he's with other girls and feeling like she is insecure and there's something wrong with her. Same situation, two completely different reactions. And the thing is, is that you have to start working on these things right now while you are single. Because if you go into a relationship and you have those reactions, nobody's going to want to fucking date you. That sounds so terrible. That sounds so terrible. I'm sorry. Guys, I'm not being negative about you. I promise. I want you to be happy and I want you to get the right person. But think about it from the other person's perspective. If you had someone who you were dating who was constantly insecure, constantly looking for validation, constantly worried about what you were up to and the status of your relationship and never feeling secure in themselves, would you want to continue to date that person? Would you respect that person? Obviously, for me, the answer is no. I want somebody who loves their life, somebody who has a purpose, somebody who finds their meaning both in their purpose and in God, someone who has a life and someone who loves who they are even though they know that they have faults and I'm not going to get that person until I become that person and you're not either so here's your homework I want you to write down the qualities of the type of person that you want no physical qualities okay (laughs) girls always I ask this and they're like oh I want a 6'2 guy with like brown hair no (laughs) We're just talking personality and values, okay? I want you to write down the type of person that you are looking for. Someone who has integrity, someone who is confident, someone who is funny, someone who has a full life, someone who's passionate. Write those down and then I want you to Flip it over and write down the qualities that that person, your ideal person, shoot for the stars. There is no leagues. God, I wish I could get rid of that forever. Your ideal person, the person that you are going to get. Flip it over and think about the type of person that you would need to be in terms of of not physical qualities okay in terms of personality traits and habits everything like that the person you would have to be in order to be attractive to that person or be the type of person that that person is actively looking for and i want you to focus on that instead of finding a boyfriend Instead of finding a girlfriend, focus on becoming the type of person that your person is looking for. And I promise you will be put in situations and people will notice you and you won't even have to try because you are that type of person that your person is looking for. I hope that made sense. But I know for me, I had on my list somebody who takes their health seriously. Somebody who is active and who enjoys doing active things. And I realized that that person is also looking for someone who takes their health seriously, who respects their body, who puts whole foods into their body, someone who loves being active. And so I have to become that in order to get what I want or I have to settle. And I'm not willing to settle. And you shouldn't be willing to settle either. If you want the love, you've got to work on you and your mindset you will find love and it will find you. And until then, be grateful for everything you have because finding your person, it's not the end. I've realized this, it's not the end, it's just the beginning. I mean, I wanna be married young. I wanna have a bunch of kids. I wanna do amazing entrepreneurial crap (laughs) and finding my person is one layer, but it's not the end for me and it's not my purpose. We're meant to have separate purposes and help each other achieve them. Enjoy your life because you only have one and it's kind of fucking pathetic that you're sitting over here crying about how you're single Also, I don't ever want to hear you saying that this makes you feel so single or you hate being single ever again. That is not you anymore because that energy is not attractive. It's disgusting and you love your life now. And if you don't, that's okay. You know, be easy on yourself, but go out there and create a life that you actually love. Be more grateful for the things that you have. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy your activities. Enjoy everything because this is your one life. Stop wasting it sobbing and crying about something that isn't even going to be here for that long. Enjoy your single time. Do what you need to do. If you're also trying to implement a habit into your life, check out this video right here. I didn't make any tea and all I have is hand sanitizer. So, um...